Happy Independence Day, 4th of July, a holiday in the United States commemorating the adoption of the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. I'm Byron Tyler, and no matter where you are today across the Fruited Plain, we have much to be thankful to God. Charles Carroll, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, said, On the mercy of my Redeemer, I rely for salvation and on His merits, not on the works I have done in obedience to His precepts. Samuel Adams, father of the American Revolution and signer of the Declaration of Independence, said in his will, I recommend my soul to that Almighty Being who gave it, and my body I commit to the dust, relying upon the merits of Jesus Christ for a pardon of all my sins. Benjamin Rush, another signer of the Declaration of Independence, said, My only hope of salvation is in the infinite, transcendent love of God manifested in the world by the death of His Son upon the cross. Nothing but His blood will wash away my sins. I will exclusively rely upon it. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Today we celebrate the freedom and give thanks to God for His countless blessings. The Star Spangled Banner, sung to a melody of a drinking song to Anna Crean in Heaven, is based upon a poem written by Francis Scott Key called The Defense of Fort McHenry. During the War of 1812, Key overheard the British plans for attacking Baltimore while on board a British ship under a flag of truce trying to negotiate the release of a local doctor. The British, unwilling to release Key or his fellow negotiator, held these Americans on board as the British Navy attacked Fort McHenry. Upon seeing the American flag still flying in the morning as his ship entered Baltimore Harbor, an inspired Key wrote his famous poem, The Star-Spangled Banner, which became America's national anthem by President Wilson's executive order in 1916. Congress would confirm his order in 1931. The actual flag was restored in 1914 and put on display in the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. In 1998, another conservation effort took place and visitors to the National Museum of American History can see this historic flag on display. wife of Boston abolitionist wrote the Battle Hymn of the Republic during the Civil War after visiting the Union Army encamped on the Potomac near Washington, D.C. The hymn first appeared in the Atlantic Monthly in 1862, 
and went on to become the rallying anthem of Union soldiers. It later inspired American soldiers in World War II, as well as civil rights activists in the 1960s. The Battle Hymn of the Republic is the source for the title for John Steinbeck's book, Grapes of Wrath. Here now, the United States Army Field Band performing the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Sing the glory of 
Samuel Smith wrote this song while studying in a seminary outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Based on the melody from Britain's national anthem, God Save the King, it was first performed in 1831 at a Children's Independence Day celebration in Boston. My Country, Tis of Thee went on to become the de facto national anthem of the United States for most of the 19th century. Berlin wrote this song in 1918, but its tone was not in line with the comedic show for which it was written. When looking for a peaceful song as war loomed in Europe two decades later, Berlin pulled his tune off the shelves and modified it to reflect the current conditions. The radio broadcast of Kate Smith's rendition of God Bless America on Armitage Day in 1938 rocketed this song to national acclaim. Woody Guthrie, unhappy with Berlin's song, wrote This Land is Your Land in 1940 in response to this patriotic tune.
From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans wide with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the by George Cohen for the musical George Washington Jr. This next song made its debut on the play's opening night, February 6, 1906. You're a Grand Old Flag quickly became the first song from a musical to sell over a million copies of sheet music. The original lyric came, as Cohen later explained, from an encounter he had with a Civil War veteran who had fought at Gettysburg. The two men found themselves next to each other and Cohen noticed the vet held a carefully folded but ragged old flag. The man reportedly then turned to Cohen and said, She's a grand old rag. Cohen thought it was a great line and originally named his tune, You're a grand old rag. So many groups and individuals objected to calling the flag a rag. However, he gave them what they wanted and switched the words, renaming the song, You're a grand old flag. Despite Cohen's efforts to pull that version, some artists, such as Billy Murray, had recorded it under its original title, The Grand Old Rag, in advance of the play's opening and copies under that title still circulate among collectors. Cohen's second attempt at writing the chorus began, You're a grand old flag, though you're torn to a rag. There's a feeling comes a ceiling and it sets my brain a-reeling when I'm listening to the music of a military band. Any tune like Yankee Doodle simply sets me off my noodle. It's that patriotic something that no one can understand. Way down south in the land of cotton melody untiring. Ain't that inspiring? Hurrah, hurrah, we'll join the jubilee. And that's going some for the Yankees by gum. Red, white, and blue, I am for 
The Stars and Stripes Forever. It's the official march of the United States, and it's John Philip Sousa's most famous composition. All of his life, John Philip Sousa loved music and loved America, so it's no surprise that he wrote this patriotic classic. Sousa grew up in Washington, D.C. during the Civil War. His father played in the U.S. Marine Band, and Sousa quickly followed in his footsteps. He first enlisted in the Marine Band as an apprentice violinist and later became the band leader. Sousa also found inspiration in everyday life. The inspiration for the Stars and Stripes Forever came while Sousa was traveling home to the United States. He and his wife were enjoying a European vacation in 1896 when they saw a startling newspaper article. Sousa's band manager, David Blakely, had died a few days earlier. Soon, Sousa and his wife were on a ship heading home to New York. On the journey home, Sousa started hearing the rhythmic beat of a band playing within my brain. That imaginary band continued to unfold the same themes, echoing and re-echoing the most distinct medley. When he got home, he wrote down the music for what would become The Stars and Stripes Forever. Sousa said the song was about the feeling of coming home to America and how, in a foreign country, the sight of the Stars and Stripes seems the most glorious in the world. The Stars and Stripes Forever was an immediate hit. From 1897 until the band stopped touring, Whenever they performed, the audience would expect to hear this heart-moving song. Sousa played it for the last time on the day he died, March 6, 1932.
You may remember comedian Richard Red Skelton, best known for his national radio and television acts between 1937 and 1971, and as host of the television program The Red Skelton Show. In 1969, on his weekly television show, Red Skelton shared his concern that the Pledge of Allegiance might someday be considered a prayer and eliminate it from public schools. I remember a teacher that I had. Now, I, only, I, went, I went through the seventh grade. I went to the seventh grade. I left home when I was 10 years old because I was hungry. And I used to, this, is, this is true. I work in the summer and I go to school in the winter. But I had this one teacher. He was the principal of the Harrison School in Vincennes, Indiana. To me, this was the greatest teacher, a real sage of, of my time, anyhow. He had such wisdom. And we were all reciting the Pledge of Allegiance one day. And he walked over, this little old teacher, Mr. Laswell was his name. Mr. Laswell, he says, uh, <clears throat> he says, I've been listening to you boys and girls recite the Pledge of Allegiance all semester, and it seems as though it's becoming monotonous to you. If I may, may I recite it and try to explain to you the meaning of each word. I, me, an individual, a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity, allegiance, my love and my devotion to the flag, our standard, O glory, a symbol of freedom. Wherever she waves, there's respect because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job. United. That means that we have all come together. States. Individual communities that have united into 48 great states. 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose. All divided with imaginary boundaries yet united to a common purpose and that's love for country. And to the Republic, Republic, a state in which sovereign power is invested in representatives chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people, and it's from the people to the leaders, not from the leaders to the people, for which it stands. One nation, one nation, meaning so blessed by God, indivisible, incapable of being divided with liberty, which is freedom, the right of power to live one's own life without threats, fear, or some sort of retaliation, and justice, the principle or qualities of dealing fairly with others, for all, for all which means, boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country, and two words have been added to the Pledge of Allegiance, under God.
wouldn't it be a pity if someone said that is a prayer and that would be eliminated from schools too? No matter where this country stands on biblical principles, as followers of Jesus Christ, it's our responsibility to daily surrender our lives to Him, to be renewed in our minds through His Word, and to make disciples of all ethnicities as He has commanded. Let's love our neighbor. Take responsibility as citizens to follow the Constitution that America was founded upon and stand for this republic against any form of tyranny or contradiction to its purpose. You and I are granted a freedom. Let's use it to proclaim the greatness of our God. Happy Independence Day. I'm Byron Tyler. Thanks for listening.